Hey, how you guys doing? My name's Hero. This is the Nanny Booth. Um, it's the things we forgot to tell you last week. Uh, there's actually a lot of random BS that happened last week, so we're gonna dive into it real quick. Uh, like, share, subscribe. Y'all know where all that stuff is down there, right? I'm gonna put the link tree in here before we get started. I spelled link tree wrong. Okay, there we go. All right, so let's start off with the first topic. Uh, this one's actually a sad story. Um, so first and foremost, our condolence goes out to all the people who suffered damages during um, the horrible tornado that swept through the Midwest. Um, there was tornadoes that actually hit down near me, but I live in a basement, so I it, I didn't know anything. I, I heard sirens, but... I'm from the Midwest. Tornadoes are like what are like hurricanes for Floridians. Like we just, all right, cool. We gonna hunker down, and as long as the power don't go out, we good. But um, uh, a lot of people lost their lives. A lot of people lost property. And and the thing that's kind of echoing in this statement is just the preparedness of our nation for the extreme weather we're going to be facing here in the near future. The fact that it's going to be 67 degrees tomorrow in December in the Midwest. I, 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 I live by a great lake, goddammit. It's going to be 67 degrees here tomorrow. And how, if global warming hasn't taught us anything yet, is they're go, it's going to win. At the rate we're going, it's going to win. So we need to start thinking about our, this critically. But the last thing I ever want to hear anyone do, and if and this is me talking to my people, if your boss, your manager, your supervisor, your crummy ass job ever tells you, you better stay in the factory or stay at your job and continue to work in the event and the natural disasters beaming down on you, quit. Effective immediately. Because if you don't, this could be you. These people worked in a candle factory, a candle factory. And they they were forced to stay and continue working under threat of losing their job. The factory that they were forced to work at no longer exists. And about eight of them are dead as well. So you mean to tell me for the paycheck that you were working so hard to get for a company that couldn't care less about you, the company don't no longer exist, is going to be taken care of via insurance, but what's going to happen to you and your family now that you go? This whole hustle mentality, working to survive, like work to survive, sure. But this throwing your life away to work? Nah. It's got to be a better way. And this is capitalism at its best, right? The balls on you to tell someone that's working for you, hey, if you stop working during a natural disaster, I'm going to fire you. And the fact that people, like, submit to that. People get scared about that. That can't be real life anymore. Let's take a little something for this. Uh, Friday employees of a candle factory which would later be destroyed, heard warning sirens and wanted to leave the building, but at least five workers 
said supervisors warned employees that would em, em, employees that because at that point I was concerned if they were even alive. And then when I finally got a hold of them, I was like, no, nah, take care of whatever got to take care of. Oh, you don't want me to come in? No. But I wanted you to come in. I would have just called somebody else. It's the manager's job to figure out how he's going to get the company to run. It's your job to figure out if you want to work for the amount of money they're paying you. For hours, as the word of coming storm spread, uh, as many as 15 workers besieged uh, managers to let them take shelter in their own homes, only to have their requests rebuffed. As Could you imagine, as an adult, asking someone, can you leave? Nah, fuck that. Fuck that. I hope these companies get sued for everything they work and the candles that they used to uh, justify uh, killing them suffices in paying out. But you know there's lawyers and insurance that's going to prevent this. Hey, quick question. How many of y'all have ever seen a black fetus? A black fetus, y'all. A black fetus is uh, a super interesting photo to see here. As a healthcare provider, I've seen photos like this, but I've never seen one this this. This well illustrated, I should say, and it's it's important because seeing yourself in representation helps you better understand your place in the world. If you don't see a place for you to belong, then people you seem to be justified in being mistreated. So uh, there's a Sarah, uh, Marcus where an assistant professor at uh, McMaster's University in Hamilton was immediately struck by an image shared several days ago by his. Uh, cousin in California. There's literally like a black, um, uh, a black uh, med student who's literally made it his whole thing to just draw medical uh, studies and documentations uh, based off of uh, black, uh, black and brown uh, people's anatomy. So I think that's awesome. And uh, hey, I'm never going to complain about black excellence. Great story. Um, shout out to shout out to Drake for holding keeping his word, but uh, a little bit of clout chasing. We'll we'll dive into it. Drake remove Drake removes himself from competition for twenty twenty two Grammy Award. Superstar rapper singer Long, uh, a critic of the awards, was nominated in two categories: best rap album and best rap performance. I think he could, has a chance to win best rap album because uh. What was it? What was the album's name? It was really good, but like, I thought it's Drake. Drake is so universally loved. How could you not love him? What up, uh, Fitzgerald? Um, but the thing that's kind of sus here is he's withdrawing himself because he thinks like it doesn't. The Grammys don't do enough for the black community, which they don't. And Drake's of the mindset we should go get our own shit, which we should. But remember, Drake didn't get nominated for free. Drake had to produce, edit, break down, write up, and propose his award to submit in to the Grammys. They don't just let anyone walk in there. You have to submit. So he submitted to this. And maybe if black people just stop submitting to it, which is a better boycott, stop submitting to the Grammys and then see what happens. Because I guarantee you the following year, they're going to move to an invitation. And then you can see the projected winners in advance because they're only going to submit to people they think should win. 
But like I am I am a fan of Drake's idea of let's stop being uh because the only reason why I would ever watch the Grammys for best album of the year would be to see if Drake won it. But since they're categorizing and and putting Drake into a box, oh, he has to be the best rap album. He can't be the best album, period. White people listen to music. Well, what are you talking about? It's that bullshit he's trying to avoid. Okay, so here's the deal. I am going to prison in three weeks. At the first week in January, I have to report to prison. And the only thing that I can see that's good about having to go to prison is that I'm going to be able to work out a lot mm-hmm. and do a lot of yoga and detox. And also, I can't eat because the food is awful mm. and there's just no food. So, hopefully, they have like some protein shakes and uh, some protein bars, I think, because you don't want to eat like green bologna. That's what they have to eat. So, I'm going to end up losing weight in prison. Um, everyone's telling me that I'll lose weight. So, hopefully, I'll finally get down to my ideal weight because I won't be able to drink. I won't be able to eat. I won't be able to eat like stupid stuff like chips and all the stuff I eat sometimes. So I just wanted to go ahead. Don't look at my toes because I'm too freaked out to have a pedicure lately. But this is how much I weigh today. And I'm thinking that I can get down to, you know, 140. So 30 pounds in two months. If I do that, then it will be worth going to prison for, for 60 days. If I can lose 30 pounds, it would be so worth it. So you have to look at the bright side of everything you do. And that's what I'm trying to do. So wish me luck. This is Jenna Ryan, who stormed the Capitol uh, during January 6th. And while storming the Capitol, she filmed herself and while filming herself she made a reference in the filming to state that she cannot go to jail because she is blonde white and a woman that she can't go to jail for storming the capitol and as you've heard in this tiktok she is going to jail for 60 days as because she was found guilty of being dumb and i want you just that remember the tone in her voice remember the things you're hearing here to people like her, prison sounds like a play date. Prison sounds like a boot camp you signed up for. It's this oblivious, mindless, uh, lice warrior behavior that keeps people like me not wanting to trust people like her. There's there's an undulterated ego like that that. She just doesn't understand. She doesn't get it. I have never wished violence on anybody, but if there was anyone who needed to get their ass beat first day in jail, it's her. I hope she... If scared straight was a real thing, it needs to happen to her. But the just that mindless comment, I just want you to remember, there are people like this in charge of schools, in charge of medication, they, they, they're everywhere. And and she she thinks if she can lose 30 pounds, there's nothing mildly attractive about this woman. She thinks if she lose 30 pounds, storming the Capitol and trying to uproot our democracy would have been worth it. People like her should have gotten a year. 
because there's people sitting at Rikers Island for two years who stole a backpack that they didn't steal. Or the 61-year-old dude on the wheelchair who got shot. It's mindless. It's mindless. A uh, white man who planted bombs after BLM, BLM protests gets probation. Could you imagine planting bombs at ground zero of 9-11 and getting probation? Could you imagine them planting bombs at the Capitol and they still haven't figured out who did it? When we say systemic racism is real, that last post plus this post makes it much difficult. There's a, there's a debate going down on my TikTok right now. Uh, I'm posting a host of TikTok stories about uh, about these Karen. There's a Karen who's just who's just losing her 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 mental, debating me, um, and she's and my and I oh, the thing that I said to trigger her was basically, I'm black. I can't be privileged. I can't be. <laughs> I can be privileged for sure. I'm black. I can't be racist. And she kept showing me the definition of racism, but no one ever likes to look at. Part, uh, part B of that definition, which shows that, yeah, I am prejudiced against certain white people based on their behaviors and action. I'm also justified in that paranoia or prejudice because of the past that they've shown. While I don't individually gauge each person, when I do see something, I say something. You feel me? So in this situation, it just makes you wonder. What would he have had to have done in order for y'all to put send him to jail? Would have the bomb would have had to go off? And then it would have been like, okay, cool. Someone someone had to get hurt. It couldn't have just been an idea. So what's premeditated all about? Why do people have to die in order and even when white even when people die, why do people have to like just outright suffer in order for white people to even be seen as bad? Meanwhile, black people can't be afforded the idea of being bad without having some shit happen to them, right? If, if planting bombs at a protest isn't enough to get you into jail, what is? What is? Um... And there's there's a part of me that really wants to talk about this story because of just the chain of events that happen. I am baffled that this this story happened so far. I don't know is basically there was a, a book that came out called Lucky, which is basically the storytelling of a woman in her trials and tribulations after being raped and as the movie was being the movie was being pushed and to be made and directed and they had actors and everything the director was trying to get a better feel and there was a point of contention between um the film adaptation of uh, alice uh this lady right here uh memoir lucky she basically was like um so as we're making this film about me uh I don't want the rapist to be black, even though in the police testimony, her testimony in the book and everything she's ever said on about this case, 
the person has been black. She says she wants to make the person white in an effort to make not make black people a stereotype, which is immediately red flags. There is no stereotype there. It's just one in your head. And as a person who suffered from being raped, hey, you're allowed to have that, that, that stigma. But it's that's just you. Black people don't inherently walk, wake up in the morning, stretch, put some cereal in their bowl and say, I wonder who I'm going to rape today. That's just not something black people do. Statistically speaking, white people do it more. Uh, they It literally led to the birth of a nation. But if we're being realistic here, that's when things got like super sus because she, she then fired that director and that director then did some more digging and found out that the person that they were actually looking for was a dude named Gregory Madison. She knew who really raped her this whole time and she never said nothing. And to this day, she hasn't apologized to this dude. And the last time this update is November 30th. This is old news, but I just wanted to bring this up because once again, especially in the Me Too era, this is why we can't just be quick to throw people under the bus. I'm always going to hear the evidence. You're allowed to cry. I'm allowed to hear your cries. You're allowed to feel hurt. But we ain't locking nobody up until we get some proof. Because shit like this is going to be used disproportionately to hurt black people. This man was sitting in his house chilling. They didn't let his family testify. They didn't let him testify. The lawyers sold him up the creek. Bullshit like this. Um, This guy fired people right before the holiday season. Let's hear why. Of the company. For a number of reasons. The market. Efficiency. And performances and productivity. If you're on this call, you are part of the unlucky group. Your employment here is terminated effective immediately. This video call by Better.com CEO Vishalgar. All right, that's one hell of a statement to make like getting fired over a zoom call effective immediately and all but the thing that's you have to know about this guy is that there's a platform like uh where ceos like him can go it's like supposed to be like a secret platform where he can go and urge people where he accused these workers of stealing he accused these workers of being lazy and at one point, at some point prior to all of this, he threatened to set one of his employees on fire, calling them nasty individuals, very degrading. He's the worst type of person when it comes to just being a leader. He's not a good leader. But his backlash from this, because when you do something like this and it's, and it's, and it's this public, he can't help himself. So when people started talking about him, he started talking back. And we all know it's the straw hands effect, right? The more you talk about something on the internet, the more it stays in the in the zeitgeist. So he just didn't follow the golden rule, which is shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, you millionaire. Go buy a boat and sit on your yacht and wait for this shit to blow over. But instead, he's talking it up. So the board of directors, after two major positions in the company quit, uh, decided to put him on a indefinite 
point of leave. So he's definitely getting fired here in the next few days. And it serves him right. Because one, if you're gonna be a fucking horrible person, keep that shit to yourself, one. And two, just don't be horrible. But like it's beyond because this is the consequences of capitalism right here, right? When money is money is everything, people are nothing. Alright, um uh, y'all remember Lakewood Church? Church and I uh, discovered their uh, money in the wall that was stolen back in 2014. Whoa, wait, what do you mean? How much money? That response came in the form of an answer to a question asked on the morning bullpen with George, Moe, and Eric. What was the most valuable thing you ever found? Houston police confirm all that money in the restroom wall at Lakewood may be connected to a reported theft in 2014. Back then, the church released a statement, and part of it says, quote, the funds were fully insured and we're working with our insurance company to restore the stolen funds to the church. As he was talking, I was cross-referencing all those details and it seemed eerily familiar. Everything he was saying, it seemed like there'd be no reason to make that up. Eric Scott Smith says the man claiming to be a plumber may have called his show after working at Lakewood out of frustration. I think he's sitting there in his house just waiting for somebody from the church, from the police department, from somewhere to even say thank you. The church is not commenting further, but previously said they are cooperating with the theft investigation. And it seems... So for all y'all that don't know, uh, Lakewood Church, and I love how the media, this is, this is what we talk about when we say the media is very manipulative. Because Lakewood Church, if, you're, if, you're, if you don't know what Lakewood Church is, if you're not from Texas, if you're not from America, Lakewood Church doesn't really ring a bell, and it'll die. It'll die very quickly, in fact. But Lakewood Church is owned by Joel Osteen. Who's Joel Osteen? Joel Osteen is a dude who refused to let people into his church during a hurricane because his his carpet, his money. Right? This is Joel Osteen. Keep with Joel Osteen. Hey man, you know you're a piece of shit, right? <laughs> you know, right? He knows. Right, yeah, you know. He knows. You know, right? He knows. That's Joel Osteen, and he's the owner of this church. He's the owner of the church who refused to let people into his church during a hurricane, who put out money for PPP loans and has no way of justifying it. Could you imagine a church doesn't have to pay taxes to the community, but the community can pay uses taxes on the church the fuck like so in 2014 there was a big hurrah humbum about money going missing in the church they filed for their insurance claims and got all that money back and now this money is mysteriously uh found in the it's such it's such a a like sleazy money grab like it just has Joel Osteen, everybody. We, we, he knows, right? Just for, just for reference. Right? Yeah. Keep with Joel Osteen. Hey, man, you know you're a piece of shit, right? Just, just for the road. <laughs> you know, Just right? for the road. Just, he knows he's a piece of shit, right? <laughs> but, yeah, hopefully, hopefully the guy who found the money, he, I did find out he did end up getting a reward. So the guy who found the money, the plumber, did get a reward uh, because the board of the church, because you imagine a church having a board, a board of directors, it's a business. And, and we're not taxing them. Tax every single religious organization in this country. 
I bet you, I bet you God was, I bet you God would disappear quick. I bet you would disappear quick. Uh, Dr. Oz, uh, conspiracy theorist extraordinaire, uh, I guess like a dude that uses holistic medicine, um, wants to run for president, uh, not president for the Senate. And he's using his favorite president's tactics. Uh, if you ever donated money to Donald Trump, you might want to go look at your credit card or bank statement because in their terms of agreement, once you donate once, you are being you are obligated to have your account pulled from at any given time with any given amount for uh for with without any prior uh notification to you. So they literally are been stealing money off of their people and he decided to use the same scheme on his people when he started opening up his uh platform for donation. Dr. Oz is another failed attempt at trying to get public figures into the po- political sphere. And that's just not what we need. Donald Trump was a failure. So it's it's legal because once you, because it's legal because you hit the, you check the box. People don't read the terms of service, but literally that's what happens when you don't read the terms of service for stuff you do. This is what happens. And if you agree to it, and especially with a credit card or a money transaction, money transactions, it's the same way that I set it and forget it. What they're basically doing is setting and forgetting it. It's not a donation. It's a bill. You're you're paying a bill. Because whenever I pay my electric bill, I just have my shit set to pay. And I can put a limit on how much I want to pay if it's over $300 or if it's over $300, it'll notify me. But it, Anything less than that, every month is going to get pulled. And that's similar to what they do here. It's, it's once again, it's a scam. Because for some strange reason, Trump voters have a lot of fucking money. But uh, real talk, um, when you in the cereal aisle this this week, this weekend, and you looking at the left side of the wall, they got all the name brands, the Kellogg's, they got all the name brands. I need you to stop, give it a 180 spin, I need you to go look at the bag of cereal. I need you to not look at the fruit loops. I need you to look at the fruit uh, circles. I don't need you looking at Honey Nut Cheerios. I need you looking at Honey Nut Zeros. I don't need you looking at Cocoa Puffs. I need you looking at Chocolate Drops. I need you looking at the generic shit because we are boycotting Kellogg's because Kellogg's is attempting to uh, usurp the union workers and hire permanent uh, temp workers in their place. So we gonna be out here this weekend. I'm going to the store. And I'm not getting Tony the Tiger. I'm getting Petty the Lion. And we gonna be in here saying, "Not great. We mad. I'm upset. Fifty thousand on my <laughs> like. I don't know what the deal is, but." There's no way in hell. There was a there was a lady who had a quote in this and it blew my mind. She's like, we come here to make America's breakfast and I can't feed my own kids. And that shit hurt. We come here to work to feed America and I can't feed my own kids. Boycott uh, Kellogg's, man. And uh, Jeffrey Bezos. All these fucking losers, man. It's just crazy. It's, uh, it's so crazy. Sugar snaps, baby. We we in there. Uh, we getting the Count Dracula. We getting the marshmallows. All of that. 
before we before we get into the story, uh, even well, let on, let's just get into it. Twenty four charged with forcing migrants into modern day slavery in Georgia. In twenty twenty one, slavery is a thing, and I want y'all to remember. They say the Confederacy was about uh, people's rights and da 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 this. This happened in Georgia. The South, the dirtiest of South. Where they trapped hundreds of migrants who came here to work legally. They trapped them here so they couldn't leave. Took away their cards. Took away their identification. Raped them. Two died to pay them 20 cents an hour. To work on our farms. If you remember three years ago, we had peaches rotting in the field because, oh, stop the ban, stop the migrant workers. That was Trump, right? That was Trump saying we don't let the migrant workers come here and peaches rotting in the farms. The moment Trump got into office, it was no longer about charging the farmer it was about charging the worker, which doesn't make sense because if you charge the farmer, it'll definitely stop him from getting any of the workers. But we got a we got someone with some common sense in there right now, so they're in charge. And guess what? That's why we got this going on. But even with all this hoorah, right? Even with all this hoorah, do y'all remember this? Do y'all remember this guy? He was running. Uh, Georgia gubernatorial Michael Williams releases campaign touting his deportation bus tour through sanctuary cities in the state to support stricter immigration policies in Georgia. This is this. They are a walking Republicans are literally a walking contradiction. I can show Facts after facts after facts that they do nothing. They absolutely are worthless and they're just racist. But above all that, they can't spell either because that's definitely not how you spell molester. That's definitely supposed to be any. I'm, I'm, I'm not even. I'm not even a great seller. I'm not even a great speller, and I know that. So, the next time a Republican hits you with the. The crisis at the border. Ask them what is happening at the crisis in Georgia. Because Georgia is also the same place where they had those women having those forced hysterectomies. Like, we are, America is literally, if if someone invaded America, how can I be upset? Look at what we're doing. Nafi, get ready. Um, now... As we're talking about the South, let's talk about Tennessee. The Confederate, the Confederate group of people out there, they really love this whole. We want to have our history, and we want to. And if I there was ever a picture that embodied um, the Confederacy and the the South and this my my heritage, my way, my flag, this dumb, stupid looking picture of. I believe who is this? The statue of Nathan Bedford Forrest is uh, in Tennessee. It's the best thing. It's a very dopey, stupid. Like it looks like something a child would scribble 
on a on a on a birthday cake or something like that. This statue is and this statue's been sitting at the corner somewhere and finally uh the owner of that property has died and instead of the people maintaining this this is on private land they can't do anything about it but he's finally died so they're now taking it down but if i i argue this this stupid reminder should be put in like town square where people could just throw tomatoes at him all day because why are we celebrating nathan bedford for bedford when you know 125,000 black africans uh fought in the civil war to gain their freedoms why don't we put them on statues oh that's right because we didn't identify them before you know they passed away and we didn't give them any recognition you know the first uh, american to ever get the highest ranking military uh badge of honor in france was a black man for fighting off nazis one man versus 30 and he won he didn't get a single form of recognition until like 2015 like america has so much guilt and blood on their hands no wonder they don't want to talk about uh critical race theory I said this before and I'll say it again. The reason why white people who don't want to talk about critical race theory is because they really don't want their kids to know that they're racist. They really don't want their kids to know they're racist until they can convert them into little racists. Little racist. And I stand by that wholeheartedly. Uh, what's the story about? The war on Christmas. Oh, yeah. Fox News tree got burnt down. I don't really care about this because uh, I don't really care about Christmas. But like Fox tree got burnt down and everybody was up in arms. Uh, it was a dude with mental health issues. They called him a terrorist and they thought it should be filed as a hate crime. There's a bunch of there's four white people on, on Fox News who think burning a tree is equivalent to hanging a black man. This is America. Yo, this is the most... Okay, I'm conflicted here because white people can bake. So I know this brownie is good. But this is the most conflicting headline ever. Record for largest pot brownie. Cannabis company breaks the record for largest pot brownie with 850 pounds. Treat. Like, and I don't... I don't know how to feel about this. Like, because a part of me is like, of course, it's, it's a group of white people smiling around a big ass brownie. Maybe a Mexican. I don't know. Maybe a Latino. I don't know. But like, of course, of course, they're making brownies out of something that sent hundreds of thousands of my people to jail. Of course, white people get to make a brownie about it. And of course, they get favorable news about it. Re- the reefer like uh what's her name reagan's wife reefer danger the cia said white black people smoking weed will make them come around and want to have sex with your white wives and they made laws off of shit like that so this picture is just upsetting because there's people sitting in jail right now today in america for owning a, a corner, a, a, a half of a corner of this brownie. And an even greater amount of them had this stuff planted on them. And they can't do anything about it. It's madness. It's pure madness. Uh, this picture is upsetting. Uh, Pope Francis says, give a little head, man. 
Hey, hey, clap it up. Damn. The Pope said it. Give a little head. Ladies, wake up in the morning. Don't be shy. Drop a bomb. Get Treat that man. Treat that man. Give a little head. Pope said it. Pope Francis says sins of the flesh aren't that serious. Ladies, give a little head. Don't let, don't make him ask. It gets bashful. I'm, I get bashful when I gotta ask. Don't make me beg. I ain't too proud, but don't make me beg. The Pope said it's good. Yo, this Pope is stressing people the fuck out because he's so unorthodox that people don't really know how to handle him. And it's crazy to see like Catholics who've been following this religion so literal to the T now have this dude like, nah, it's okay. Give a little head. <laughs> it's okay. Have it. You can have it. I love it. The Pope said give a little head and I'm okay with that. Um, uh, Catholic church has a whole lot of other major issues like, you know, giving head to kids. They got to figure that shit out. Uh, and maybe, you know, figure out something to do with like probably accepting all religions, races and creeds and different types of sexuality in their church and their building. But I've always been a strong believer of if your religion says it's not acceptable, keep that same energy, fam. Don't don't switch up because you know once all your boomers are dead, this generation of people who have higher standards are going to judge you and stop coming to your place to give you money. It's all about money with them. But if there's anything I had to agree with this on this dude, I'm in agreement. It's okay to give a little head. And fellas, don't be selfish. Get down there. Get down there. I want 15 up downs with that tongue. But let's talk about my uh, favorite section of this section, which is the Herman Cain Award, which is basically an award where we give people. <laughs> this is the award where we give people who are COVID deniers and we give them a spotlight because Herman Cain thought COVID wasn't going to affect him. He went to a Trump rally and died. And literally Donald Trump caught COVID, got all the all the health care he could he could only wish Herman Cain could have gotten and lived on to tell the story. So we use this platform in this moment, this segment, to really talk about these people. And Letitia Wright denies airing anti-vax views on Black Panther 2 set, but she's not vaccinated. And because she's not vaccinated, they have halted filming indefinitely because the writers have to go in basically and write her ass out of the story or replace her. And this is further going to the point that I made earlier. Don't, don't, don't lose your shit. But this is, and this is why Disney, like, this is why it's so hard to, like, have faith in Disney when dealing with black and characters and people of color. Why don't we deserve to have another Black Panther? I can hear you saying that, but Chadwick just died. Shut the fuck up. You don't think Chadwick would want another Black Panther to rise after him? What about Chadwick Boseman told you he was a selfish, so selfish as to imagine or believe that that character could only be embodied by him? 
What about Chadwick Boseman told you that? The fact that he played multiple characters throughout our black history is proof enough that he had perfectly, he had no issue with representing and putting his own spin or rendition on it. Furthermore, why is it that we can't replace black heroes? Why aren't we allowed to have black heroes? Heath Ledger died. They've made three Jokers. They got seven James Bonds. They got four Tom Clanty's. Hell, the dude from off the the dude from Office. He's a fighter and a Joker, and he, and he's an action hero in a thriller, scary movie. Why can't we have just another one? And don't get me wrong, if Letitia Wright was going to become Black Panther, cool. But this whole notion that Tabak Bozeman can't be replaced, shut the fuck up. He replaced James Brown. And if I had to pick who was more influential in the black people's sight, guys, I'm super bad, baby. But yeah, good riddance to her. I, honestly, like, just the thought of her not wanting to be vaccinated and putting all these people at risk and basically shutting down a production for all these people who have families to feed during the middle of a pandemic and holiday season. Yeah, go to hell. Fuck her. Fuck her. Uh, but here's something I can laugh at. Anti-vax flat earth preacher dies of COVID-19. That is a mouthful. Rob Skibia, Skiba, Skibia, an influential figure in the flat earth and Christian circle. <laughs> uh, that's a great joke because it says influential figure in flat earth in the Christian circle. Flat Christian circle, you get that? This this writer is a little clever. <laughs> Has died of COVID nineteen. Cogleaks announced on Thursday he had been fighting the virus since last, uh, at least late August when he began exhibiting symptoms after take on the world, a biblical flat Earth conference. Well, when he gets to heaven, he can look down on Earth and tell me if the Earth is flat. And hopefully somebody learned a lesson from watching him die from his mistakes. It must be, it must, like, if you're wrong in two conspiracy theories, you have to start, you have to start telling the truth. Like, if you're wrong about two conspiracy theories and you can be proven wrong about them, you have to start telling the truth. Like, you're not allowed to indulge in any more conspiracy theories. You have to get your conspiracy theory card taken from you. If you're dead wrong on two, flat earth and COVID. How you wrong on two theories? Um, Dick Farleman, Farler, Farrell, Farrell, Dick Farrell, anti-vax radio host and former Newsmax anchor, dies at sixty-five of COVID. This guy doesn't look real. I don't think this is a real story. Broadcaster recently called Dr. Anthony Fauci a power-tripping lying freak. Why is Ted Cruz on a hot dog? Okay, wait, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> uh, Dick Farrell, a longtime conservative radio host from West Palm Beach, Florida, a Florida man, 
who was a vocal opponent of coronavirus vaccines and VMA critic of Dr. Anthony Fauci died August 4th of complications from COVID-19 according to WPTV. He was 65. He looks like uh, the dude from Anchorman. Like, could you, like, if that's his stint, if that's like his, his, his get up, Dick, what's the dude from Anchorman? Bourbon? He looks just like him. I hope when you get to heaven, God lets you look like him in real life. Um, this is some sad news, man. This is some sad news right here. Cowboy Bebop canceled at Netflix after one season. Um, Ron Burgundy. Thank you, Keisha. Don't judge me. <laughs> this 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 hurts, but it doesn't hurt because I watched the first three episodes and I'm lying to you. I watched the first episode and fell asleep for the last two, and it was the loud gunshot in the third episode that woke me up. And I woke up four minutes into it and said hmm, and turned it off. There were so many things wrong with this, but uh, for the most part, it's just you. You he had, they had so much good. They had so much good stuff to work from, and they really just didn't embody the the real passion and idea of Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop is about exploring a dystopian world where bounty hunters outperform the police, crime and mayhem is everywhere, and good people have to find a way of maneuvering around bad people. And if you can't encapsulate that, you're going to have a hard time even... Like, uh, he was a great main character. His fighting was really slow and sluggish. Uh, Jet was the dude from uh, Luke Cage. And I really liked him in Luke Cage. He was the Beast Bushmaster. But uh, once I saw Ed, once I saw Ed, it was over. It was a no for me. It was a, it was an absolute no for me. Now if you get into Discord, all right, we're about to watch this, and as we get ready to watch this, I want y'all to kind of guess what you think is gonna happen, right? What you think is gonna happen? Footage has emerged of a group. And just for context, these are local high school teachers on their hands and knees picking up money in the middle of a hockey match on a carpet on the ice on their hands and knees picking up money to buy school supplies for their kids. And if there's ever been a dystopian nightmare world where I live in, this is what is this is how it starts. When teachers, where in America you can't be a teacher without having a significant other. 67% of teachers' significant others fit the bills to pay for supplies for their classroom. We don't even have enough money. We spent the, 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 the 
LA Police Department has $3 million of disposal. We have schools budgeting for $300,000 a year. I make six figures a year. I am one-third of a school's budget. And here they are on all fours, grabbing money. And now you're probably wondering, how much money did, did the most person manage to scoop up? It was actually this big dude in the front. He scooped up $600. About $600. $589. He's going to use it to start an esports uh, e-sports thing for his, his school. That's what we've come to. It's degrading, man. It's horrible. I just want peace of mind. But it's so hard to find through the daily grind We're working overtime And I'm sleep deprived Shorty on my mind And we feel some fights uh, Seems like every night but that's it for this show. Clap it up. But it's so hard to find through the daily grind. We're working overtime. And I'm sleep deprived. Shorty on the line and we feel some fight. Seems like every night. Don't care who's wrong or right. I hope the end is like slower down.